Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number 8 of Genesis chapter 11. We're going to begin by reading verses 12 and 13. And our fact said, Live five and thirty years and begat Selah. And our fact said, Lived after he begat Selah four hundred and three years and begat sons and daughters. Now, this is the time after the flood. And as we saw in our last study, um, the uh, Bible calendar reference patriarch was Shem immediately after the flood or the Lord picks up the calendar two years after the flood. That's when Shem is said to have begotten Arphaxad. And then Shem lived after he begat Arphaxad 500 years. And so two years after the flood was 4988 BC. And this was the beginning of Shem's period until 4488 BC, 500 years later. In the year 4488 BC, Shem died and Arphaxad was born. And then we read in these verses, verses 12 and 13, that Arphaxad lived 35 years and begat Selah. And then after begetting Selah, he lived 403 years. So remember what we learn from Genesis 5, as the Lord uh, did the work for us back there in that chapter. We add together the two periods of time that are given. And in this case, it would be 35 and 403. And we come to a total of 438. Therefore, our Faxad's period of being the calendar patriarch was from 4488 BC until the year 4050 BC, and then he died in the year 4050. In verse 14 and 15, it says, And Selah lived 30 years and begat Eber. And Selah lived after he begat Eber 403 years and begat sons and daughters. It's the same um, methodology, the, the, the same calendar keys. We know that when Selah is born, it's the year Arphaxad died, 4050 BC. He then lived 30 years and begat Eber. That is a progenitor, um, a later descendant, and Eber would come forth from that individual, um, was, was born 30 years from the point of Salah's, um, being the Bible calendar reference patriarch. And then after that point, Salah lived 403 years and, and, and then he died. So, Selah was born in 40, 
50 BC, and he died 433 years later, in the year 3617 BC. And in 3617 BC, Eber was born. And again, it's all end to end. One patriarch dies the same year. Another patriarch is born and takes over the calendar, and and so we continue in verse sixteen. And Eber lived four and thirty years, or thirty-four years, and begat Peleg. And Eber lived after he begat Peleg four hundred and thirty years, and begat sons and daughters. Eber was born thirty-six seventeen B.C. And then, four hundred and sixty-four years later, in the year thirty-one fifty-three B.C., Eber died. But as we discussed, and we went into some detail a few studies ago、uh, concerning the Tower of Babel and the confusion of the world's languages, that it very likely took place in the days of Eber. And and that means somewhere between 3617 BC and 3153 BC, the Tower of Babel incident occurred, and God confounded the languages of the world, and a great many、uh, different tongues developed where previously there had been one, and it's likely also that this happened closer to Eber's death. Than his birth, and it could have been the, the year before he died, even thirty-one fifty-four, and and、uh, putting it closer to the division of the continents that would take place in the days of Peleg, and we uh, also uh, spent some time discussing this, how the division of language had to happen first before the division of the continent. That's the only way you could have th- these people who were spread all over the earth,、uh, in the Pacific Ocean,、uh, South North America, Australia, and so forth, speak so many different languages. They they first had to experience the Tower of Babel before、uh, then being dispersed as God separated them and brought about、uh, the continental shift. This happened in the days of Eber, and we saw that、um, the Hebrew language, the word Hebrew, is derived from Eber's name. That's why there's strong evidence, and especially how God focused on Eber in Genesis 10, and and really there was no reason to focus on him, but the Lord highlighted him, and and the reason would be that it was in His time during His days. That God formed the Hebrew language, and all the later descendants of Eber would speak Hebrew. And we saw that Abraham, or Abram,、uh, was said to be a Hebrew, and there was no Hebrew language until the Tower of Babel incident. In all likelihood, and I say all likelihood because there was one language. 
one language that that all people spoke, and we we don't really know exactly which language that was going back to the creation and and uh, what Adam and Eve uh, would have spoken. Uh, we're not told, and someone might say, "Well, it was Hebrew," and uh, after all, we have the account in Genesis, written in Hebrew, of the creation. Yes, but remember, God gave that to Moses um, many thousands of years after the creation. It was during the period of the wilderness sojourn after they came out of Egypt, and, and multiple thousands of years later, and God uh, gave Moses divine revelation in a tongue, Moses could understand because Moses was Hebrew. So that doesn't prove that uh, the original language, that one language all the way up until the, the time of Eber was Hebrew. We, we, um, have no evidence of that. And, and, and so, um, since the name Hebrew is derived from Eber, there is evidence that that's when the division of tongues took place in his time, in his days. Okay. Um, again, Eber was born 3617 B.C. and died 3153 B.C. And uh, let's read verses 18 and 19. And Peleg lived 30 years and begat Reu. And Peleg lived after he begat Reu 209 years and begat sons and daughters. And once again, uh, Peleg was born the same year that Eber died, and that would have been 3153 B.C., and then uh, some 239 years later, Peleg died, and this uh, happened in the year 2914 B.C., Peleg's born 3153, and he dies 2914. And, and it's a total of 239 years. And again, God tells us that it was in the days of Peleg that the earth was divided. And we see that statement back in Genesis chapter 10, verse 25, And unto Eber were born two sons, the name of one was Peleg, for in his days was the earth divided, and his brother's name was Joktan. And uh, the secular evidence points to the year 3114 B.C. as the year when uh, God divided the one huge continent into the several continents we have today. And we base that on the Mayan calendar date, of 3114. They, they placed the foundation date in their calendar, and really it, uh, that date had nothing to do with anything. Why would they pick that particular date? Because, well, in it, it, that date falls right in the area of Peleg's lifespan, or the time when he was the Bible calendar reference patriarch, and 3114 B.C. 
at that time, Peleg would have been 39 years old, going on 40, or, or you could say uh, 40 years inclusive from his birth in 3153 until 3114. That's an outstanding year, given what we know uh, concerning timelines and time pass elsewhere in the Bible, how God uses those numbers, 39 and 40. Uh, For instance, from 7 BC, the birth of Christ until the cross in 33 AD, 39 actual years, 40 calendar years. And there's other examples. And so here we have a secular uh, calendar date. And and since it's secular, we, we cannot say this is absolute. But the evidence strongly suggests that is the date for the division of the continents. It would explain why the Mayans placed that as the foundation date for their calendar, because it was just a a, a terrible, catastrophic event that uh, would have just stood out in comparison to anything else. It, it It's just enormous um, to think of of the terror it, it would have provoked in people. Um, people tend to remember an earthquake when the ground shakes for 10 seconds. And this would have been a continuous shaking and movement of what would have seemed to be the whole world. The, uh, an entire continent would have been um, moving across the ocean floor to the place where God was going to position it. And it certainly would have been something that individuals alive at that time would have remembered and wanted to take note of. And therefore, the foundation date in a Mayan calendar as the Mayans were more advanced than other civilizations of that time in this sense that they did develop a calendar and, and, uh, they, they placed that date. And, and, uh, that identifies with the 39th slash 40th year of Peleg. And it, it is definite in the days of Peleg, the earth was divided. Now, if it's correct that it's the year 3114, Peleg would have been age 39 and he would have lived exactly 200 more years from 3114 BC and he, he would have died in 2914 BC, 200 years later after the division of the continents. Okay, let's go on in verse 20. And Reu lived two and thirty years and begat Serug. And Reu lived after he begat Serug two hundred and seven years and begat sons and daughters. And, and so it's the, the same methodology. In the year Peleg died, 2914, Reu was born. When we add up the two dates that God gives us, 32 years plus 207 years, it totals 239 years. 239 years from 2914 is the year 2675. B.C. Reu was born 
in the year Peleg died, 2914, and then Reu died 239 years later in 2675 BC. And in Genesis 11, verse 22, it says, And Serug lived 30 years and begat Nahor, and Serug lived after he begat Nahor 200 years and begat sons and daughters. And, and so we go through the, the same, uh, routine, the, the, the same formula. And, and again, uh, just to point out that each one of these Bible calendar patriarchs are extremely important because they're establishing a chain. Uh, they're establishing a timeline. And so even though maybe um, one part itself does not seem all that important, what does it matter? We know very little about Reu. We know very little about Sarug. Uh, God doesn't tell us much about these men in the Bible, like he did tell us about Peleg and like we learned about Eber. Yet, nonetheless, their lives were extremely important. Their position in the Bible is extremely important because they establish links in the chain of the history of the world that God is laying out. And so, Serug, again, it's the same formula. He's born in the year that Reu died, 2675 B.C., he lives for 230 years, and then in the year 2445, Serug dies, and that's the end of his lifespan. It's the end of his um, days representing the calendar. The, the calendar will no longer be tied to him because he has died in 2445 B.C., all right, let's read from verse 24. And we're going to see that now God is once again like he did back in Genesis 5. Remember, we followed the biblical calendar until we uh, we reached Noah. And then God got much more detailed and told us about the super important event of the flood and 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 for several chapters where um chapter 6 had flood information chapter 7 8 and 9 was after the flood and and now again we uh return to the biblical timeline as the lord gave gave us this genealogy but we're we're now coming out of the um the biblical timeline as far as just uh, uh, this individual uh, was born and 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 he lived so long and then he died. We're we're going to emerge from that once again and enter into biblical history, where the Lord will give much more detail. And so Nahor is um, sort of a transition character. It says in verse twenty four, Nahor lived nine and twenty years. And begat Terah. And Nahor lived after he begat Terah a hundred and nineteen years 
and begat sons and daughters, and Terah lived seventy years and begat Abram, Nahor, and Haran. And that also is very consistent with what the Lord did earlier as we uh, emerge from the calendar, reference patriarchs back in Genesis 5. Um, we were told about Lamech, and then that Lamech begat Noah, and then back in Genesis 5, it said in verse 32, And Noah was 500 years old, and Noah begat Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Uh, it, it's very similar that here, as we're coming out of the calendar, another individual, and he just happens to beget Abram, Nahor, and Haran. Three individuals, three sons, like Noah had begotten three sons. It's also interesting the order the sons are listed, because Abram uh, was not the firstborn son, yet he's the first one listed. And it's the same with Shem. Uh, I think we talked about that, how God lists Shem first, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and yet there's evidence to suggest Shem was not the firstborn son. But they're listed first due to their importance regarding God's magnificent salvation program. Well, uh, Nahor lived nine and twenty years, and and so we know that um, Serug died in 2445 BC. That would have been the year of Nahor's birth. Then he lived 29 years, and uh, he begat Terah. We'll talk about Terah in a little bit. Then after he begat Terah, uh, he lived for 119 years and begat sons and daughters. So all the days of Nahor were 148 years. That means Nahor was born in 2445. He lived 148 years and he died in 2297 BC. So now we're, we're coming down to the period of history and, and Abram really begins this, well, actually, Terah, in which God is going to give us a great many details, uh, will enter into the lives of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and and Jacob's 12 sons uh, will uh, enter into the historical account of Israel's stay into Egypt for 430 years, the coming out of Egypt, the 40-year wilderness sojourn, and and then as there's entry into the promised land of Canaan, there there will be a period of the judges, and God is very careful to give us an accurate timeline for the period of the judges. And as we leave the period of the judges, we'll enter into the period of the kings of Israel, and and God is very careful to give us accurate time information regarding all the reigns of the kings of Israel and Judah so that we'll be able to work our way from Saul, the first king, who began to reign in 1047 B.C., all the way down to the last king of Judah 
in 587 BC. So from this date of 2297 with Nahor, we, we will go all the way. There, there'll be no more genealogies that, that span hundreds of years, but we're going to follow biblical history. Biblical history that, um, well, in the book of Genesis will only take us to the days of Joseph and, and the entrance into Egypt. But, but it actually is a lead on to all the rest of Old Testament biblical history. The entire Old Testament following Genesis is given based on the descent in history, the, the coming down in history from Abraham all the way through again, the stay in Egypt, the captivity the wilderness sojourn, the judges period, the period of the kings, and all the way down to the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ in 7 BC. Well, uh, the Old Testament leaves off before Christ is born, but, but that's what it's all leading to. It, it's, it's coming down, uh, flowing from this point. It, it, it's sort of, um, where we were, we were on a road that's about to give way to a super highway and we will quickly be caught up and and taken along into the rest of the Old Testament Bible history from this point. Now I would like to uh mention the death of Nahor 2297 BC and if you add that 2297 to the year 2033, and I, I mentioned that year because increasing amounts of biblical evidence are pointing to that year. So let's, let's see what happens. Let's bring that year up. Well, the total 2297 plus 2033 is 4330, 4330 minus one. It's 4329. The number of years from the death of Nahor and this date that we're looking at as uh, a possibility for the the end of of the world. And 4329 breaks down to 3 times 3, and 3 indicates the purpose of God, times 13, which is a number that identifies with the end of the world, times 37. And 37 is a number of judgment. So each one of those numbers is highly significant. And, and, uh, it's a very strong time path from the death of Nahor all the way to this potential end of the world date of 2033. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's evening Bible studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.